Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Good morning, Glenn. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good to be here again. Yeah, it's always great to be here. Always grab a cup. Always good to call, talk about some uh, sober nuggets. Uh, hey, I got something to talk about this morning. Yeah. So, so does our coffee shop have a name? Sober Dot Coffee. Sober Dot Coffee, okay. Where, but where is it located geographically? Are uh, we, we're at the intersection of Audio and Hive? Audio, <laughs> audio and Hive, that's awesome. That's exactly <laughs> where we're at, audio, audio Hive. Yeah, yeah, coming to you live from the studios. Audio Hive, it's, uh, yeah, thanks, Brian, for uh, putting this together and, and uh, helping us sound. Brian's our chief engineer. Yeah, he, when I say a stupid sentence, he just goes to the editing board and, and repurposes it as a, a <laughs> sentence that makes Brilliant. sense. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So anyway, or, visit Audio Hive. Or as I like to say, Michael, he makes chicken salad out of chicken shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I was just I think I was just complimented there. <laughs> yes, All right. Are. So uh coffee today on step three, Glenn. It's a uh step three. It's a good one, you know. I, I one of my faves. Yeah, just as a as a recap, we we hit on step one, right? Which is kind of he I can't, right? Step two, uh he can. And I guess step three then they say is let him. Yeah, certainly. Um Made a decision, step three. Mm. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understand him. Mm. I don't know the notion of turning things over to control my life. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it last week. I mean, I had my hands on the steering wheel of my life and even when I hit bumpy roads or veered off the road, I felt there was a, there was a certain confidence and a certain comfort and knowing that I was in control, now you're we're at step three, and you're telling me uh, that I can't uh, that I can't keep the hands on my steering wheel of my life all all in. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm really looking forward to digging in, and, and, and probably a good thing to to tee off uh, to start with is, um, you know, as these are our stories, our experiences as we share them. Um, you know, and that's to underline the line of the part of uh, step three is as we understand him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what I have learned, you know, from being in rooms and, and being around folks and working with folks is, um, you know, folks don't need my God. They don't need your God. Um, you know, they, they need a God. Mm-hmm. Or better, better said, as part of the program, they they need a higher power, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So in in the program, it interchanges God and higher power. Um, but you know, as we tell our story, it's going to be our God as we understand Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point, and and uh, we said it last week, <clears throat> and it's worth repeating again that you know a lot of the God thing, the God thing as it is as a, as a thing, kind of scares people away from the program. Kind of kind of gave me a little bit of jitters coming in. And I wasn't prepared for a religious experience. And what I've learned in the program is exactly what you said. This isn't, first of all, it isn't religion, it's spirituality. 
Uh, and there's a big difference there. Maybe one week we can just talk about the difference between religion and spirituality, right? But but I love the fact that I can buy that that you're not forcing me to buy into anybody, any god of of anybody of your understanding. It's a god of my understanding, and and uh, so that could be a god group of drunks, right? I mean, it could be anything. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and you know, it's funny because when when I first came into the program and I first read that, um, I mean, I had head trash. You know, because I had my picture of God that I grew up with, mm-hmm. and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. He didn't work. It didn't work. Nothing about it worked. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm in the wrong room. You know, I should go find a different program. Um, and and it was only the faith that I had in in the people that I had surrendered to. I listened to them, and they say, "Hey, time out. Don't let it freak you out. We'll figure it out." You know just you know it has nothing to do with the god that, that you think you know you know let's let's just float and 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 i floated for a while and and it really panned out right you know glenn i um i think the first three steps are at the cornerstone of the program i i believe that um i believe that they set the foundation for recovery uh this morning i'd kind of like to shut up a little bit i'd like you to I, i'd like your your views on the, on the third step, your experience, your strength, your hope, uh, because it, it's inspirational to me. It's a step that I go back to all the time, and um, and I'd like a little strength next time I... So I think I'm going to... I'd like to just listen and take some notes this morning. Yeah, so... Step three. I spent a long time on step three. In fact, I probably spent 18 months on step three. Um, you know, in... in and, and I wanted to figure it all out, right? Um, you know, I wanted to, to learn and, and have that connection. And, you know, that took me a lot of time. But as I've, you know, reworked the steps with, with guys that I'm working with, and that, that's not what step three says. Step three does not say figure it all out. Step three says, hey, just make a decision, right? Um, so I guess I made that decision earlier, and I hung out in this step way too long. Uh, but it was worth it. Um, so for me, you know, God, I hear about all these, you know, guys, the, you know, I call them the light switch. You know, guys in rehab, the very first night, he gets on his knees, he prays to God, and he's healed. He never thinks about drinking again, and he lives a perfect life there ever after. Hmm. That's not me. Not me. Again, I'm on the slow train, you know. So, you know, what, but, but what did happen, and, and, and this might be a mini light switch moment is, you know, I just come out of eight days of detox and, you know, now I'm in this program for four months and, you know, I can remember that first Sunday. I mean, I knew that I had to find something bigger than me, some spirituality. So, so I go to this church, right? And I sit in the second row of the church and I mean, I'm in pain. I'm physical pain, mental pain, hate myself, shame, guilt, remorse, all those fun words. And, and the minute I sat down, I felt like a million bucks. I, I, I can't even describe it to you. And, and so much so that I said to myself, boy, I wonder if I sit here for another hour if I'll keep feeling this good. So I did. I, I sat to the next service, uh, same service, so I sat there, and, and I felt like a million bucks again until I went out in that parking lot. And as soon as I went out in that parking lot, I felt all the weight of everything just coming right back down on me again until the following Sunday. And I sat down in, in, you know, in that pew game, same church, same pew, felt like a million bucks again. So to me, that was a brain marker. To, to me, that was a, an aha moment that said, you know what? 
you're in the right place. Mm. You know. So at that point, I said, okay, I am going to commit to come to this church or come to a church, right? Uh, every Sunday forever. Like this is just going to be one of my must-dos, right? Um, you know, so you know, my my definition of God um, wasn't working. You know, I've probably said that enough, and I'll say it many, many more times. Um, so through my process, I had to unlearn what I thought and how I felt and what I knew about God, the judgmental, the rules, you know, very restrictive. Um, I had to unlearn a lot of that, and then I had to open myself up to new ways of um, learning and, and understanding God, right? And, you know, or spirituality even, right? Mm-hmm. Just something bigger than me. Um, so, you know, that was kind of my, my experience. And then from, from a, a tool standpoint, um, you know, I like to use this saying that um, you can't learn to swim unless you get in the pool. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I want to figure this out. And this is part of my 18 months. I want to figure this out. Right. So I really plugged in the church, that church, and then I moved. And then I went to a church where the motto was come as you are. And I've joked about this before that, hey, I thought it was, you know, going to church in flip-flops and shorts, which it is. And I love, um, you know, but growing up, hey, you have to wear a suit. In fact, they used to make fun of people. They used to come in jeans. You call them backsliders. They had all these words for them, you know. I'm like, that's not right, you know. So, so now I'm going to church in shorts and flip flops. I thought that was really cool. Um, but it was also, and it took me a while to figure this out. Hey, come as you are spiritually. Very welcoming church. You know, you didn't have to use all the big words. And you know, you know the the prayers of this church were real. They weren't, you know, 12 minutes long using all these big words that nobody understood and trying to impress everybody with these words, you know. Um, so, so church became, you know, a, a teaching point, you know, mm-hmm. class for me, right? New ways of looking. Um, you know, then I also started doing daily meditation, um, you know, in prayer. You know, I bring some online stuff. You know, I do some YouTube stuff, some, you know, spiritual meditation stuff in the morning. Really struggling to get on my knees. I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I hit my knees. Eh, I, I haven't really surrendered to that level yet. But, you know, hey, I'm still a work in progress. Um, you know, and then, and, and then part of that daily meditation is I, I learned about prayer, you know, and we'll talk about that later. But, you know, I, I learned how to pray. Mm-hmm. And my whole life, I prayed the wrong way for the wrong things. And no one, I never got any results, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, part of my morning meditation and learnings is listening. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, uh, you know, a lot of people pray and it's so outward bound that they never shut up long enough to to listen to you know the spiritual world speak to us, right? Um, and then you know another thing doing you know getting in the pool is you know I, I really got involved with a men's group. Mm. You know we, we go through studies. You know guys that are trying to find the spiritual path and walk the spiritual path and trying to be the best men they can be and the best husbands and fathers and and you know we've we've had quite a number of guys in that group. Um, really deep relationships and open sharing and, and ex- exploring. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to, I mean, we'll share some stories later, man, but there's some powerful stories mm-hmm. that have come out of that, right? Um, and, 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 and so what I've learned is, you know, that, you know, I, I learned about a different way of doing spirituality, you know, based on a relationship, 
right with with my, with my higher power who I call God that's that's my path um, it's not based on all these man-made rules you know religious or rules and and you know the the God I have you know who's my higher power today I have a relationship with him um, and and he loves me and he's very forgiving um, which I need you know I mean I'd done a lot of crazy stuff and and you know it was really heavy on me and knowing that I had forgiveness for that was very helpful mm-hmm. um, and that he loved me despite of that you know and you know one of the stories that, that I can relate to it's in the Bible and you know just it was really great for me there's actually two of them really great for me was um, one it talks about you know Jesus being in this town and and you know they have the temple and all the well-dressed you know you know religious leaders and all their hats and garb and robes and stuff and Jesus didn't go there and hang out with them he hung out with a prostitute at the well right and I'm sure I'm butchering the biblical mm-hmm. stance of the story but you know the, the way I picture it in, in my mind the way I I, I I understood it was here you know here she is at the well she had like five husbands she's having affairs and he's sitting with her at the well at noon which you're not supposed to be at the well at noon I guess and 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 he's you know hugging on her and loving on her and, and just you know forgiving her and, and 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 just embracing her um you know instead of being in you know being on the high horse in the temples you know and and I related to that because you know I saw myself sitting at the well and I needed loved on you know um so that's a really cool story the second story is the the prodigal son story I mean that's almost like written for me. I'm a prodigal son. You know, I went out there and I almost lived with the pigs. And 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 the prodigal son story when he says, "Hey, you know, my my father's workers live better than I do. I'm going to go home and see if I can be one of his workers." And he starts to go home and he walks up the the road and his dad's standing there with arms wide open. Um, you know, and for me, the way I grew up, it would have been, oh, let's list all the things you did wrong. Let's see what your penance is or whatever the word is. And, you know, what's the punishment? And, you know, none of that was mentioned, man. It was like, welcome home, you know? So very, very valuable for me. Um, you know, one, one last example, and this is probably the most powerful thing. In fact, we'll, we'll have to drop this, you know, as Mm a bonus. Um, but I would, my uh, church Easter 2015, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, I got six months or seven months sober. And um, they were doing baptism mm. at the end. Um, it was Easter Sunday. Yeah, I actually had a sport coat on with, with my flip-flops. And, um, and they had this singer. She's really good. And she's singing Carrie Underwood's song, Something in the Water. Mm. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll drop the mm. YouTube in. But it's like, you know, seven minutes and... You know, people are coming up. Well, there's this dude that gets in the tub, and you know he's a he's a biker-looking dude, tats. He's got an Ozzy Osbourne shirt with a cross on the front. You know, big beard, wild hair, and he gets in the tub and and he celebrates and gets out. So at the end, you know, our pastor PT, um, it's a nickname for him. Um, you know, he says, "Hey guys," you know, as he wraps up at the end, he goes, "Hey guys, you know that long-haired dude." you know, Leo that jumped in the tub, you know, the long haired dude. He said, he shared a, a story with me before he got baptized. He said the church that he was going to, the, and, and, and he paused, he wouldn't say the pastor. He refused to say that word. He goes, you know, the leader of that church, 
came up to him and pulled him aside and said, you know, we think it's a good idea if you don't come around here anymore. And, and I could just see the anguish on PT's face, man. He goes, you know, he paused. He goes, you know, here, he goes, we think it's a good idea if you do, you know. And, um, and, and for me, it just clicked, you know. First of all, that was the bullshit that I grew up with. So judgmental, you know. Um, you know, you don't qualify to be here, but that's not what it's about the way I understand it. And it clicked for me. I'm like, you know what? This is reaffirmation that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. That, man, I have a home here. And uh, so some some pretty powerful stories. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, Sorry, right. man, I just droned on, didn't I? <laughs> oh, no, that was beautiful <laughs> stuff. You know, I took a couple notes. And, and my takeaways from this morning is, first of all, thank you for ex- sharing your experience, strength, and mostly hope. Um, you know, I like the fact that you said step three doesn't demand that we figure it all out. Uh, that was a big. That was a big moment for me. You know, it, it just says, it just says make a decision to turn our will. It doesn't say figure the whole thing out. Then I loved, I loved reframing, uh, what you did. The process of reframing your spirituality, and and I thought of an etch a sketch, right? And there was this picture of God painted on there that that our little Dude, tiny hands awesome. painted, right? Right. And you kind of had to shake the etch a sketch. I shook it hard. Yeah, I shook it hard and redraw a picture of a, of a of a higher power that's uh, that's going to work for you. And, um, you know, yeah, come as you are. And I think that's the same plea that we have for these coffees. Come as you are, you know. I mean, some people might have more experience than us. And, and hey, we're here to learn from them. Some may have less experience. And maybe something we say during one of these coffees, somebody can say, ah, you know what? I can work on that. That's going to put me back on the road to recovery or on the road to recovery for the first time. And it is such a better place to be. So thanks so much for having coffee with me this morning, Glenn. I really appreciate it. Good stuff. You bet, man. All right, man. I love it, Mikey. See you. See you, brother. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.